This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> the super consciousness is so effing powerful that when accessed, can tag energy in the field and release the unwanted charge or aspect that is causing resistance to the end result. We can tag, treat, and simply let it release out of the energy field. So powerful! We are focused on the end result, so this is not a form of problem solving. It is conscious creation. You are not broken. You do not need fixing. Period. All of the resistance that has been created for you may have served a purpose at one time as it was a form of self-preservation and the path of least resistance. However, we do not need to continue creating it. Everything comes down to structure, identity, and choosing something else. What is the outcome of this recode process, you might ask? Releasing resistance will allow you to take inspired action and the next step towards your end results. This process may take several recodes to shift your structure to the choice, or simply one will allow you to move forward. Wherever you are is perfect. This is life-changing work. Amanda Manier is very passionate about this, and if you feel stuck or have repeating triggers, unwanted feelings, etc., a recode may help you release and transform this energy so you can move forward from being stuck to living daily in a life you love. Valeria Tellis interviews Amanda Manier, the author of Female Entrepreneur's Playbook, Secret Strategies from 20-plus Women for Building a Business You Love and Getting Paid for It. Amanda Manier knows she was put on this earth to support people in waking up and remembering who they are. Amanda empowers her clients and helps them heal from the inside out, break ancestral patterns, and shift into the fullest embodiment of who they are at a soul level. Amanda is an energy healer, certified energetic allergy healing practitioner, certified magnetic mind coach, certified yoga teacher, CYT 200 and yin yoga, emotion code practitioner, certified transformational nutrition coach, and holds a bachelor's in psychology. She assists her clients in healing old wounds and up-leveling to the highest soul-aligned version of themselves. Amanda is a woman on a mission to create a movement of healed, intuitively connected humans, people who are truly aligned with their heart and soul, creating a life on their terms, and passionately unleashing their gifts into the world. Amanda is completely committed to her soul work of changing lives. Meet Amanda at amandamanier.com. Here is the interview 
with Amanda Monnier. In your own words, who is Amanda Monnier? Hi, I'm so thankful to be here, first of all. But yeah, um, I am an energy healer and a mindset coach. And obviously, those are just labels we place on things. I'm learning more and more around just being in this place of surrender and allowing and just um, being able to just embody more of who I am. And, And that just continues to expand every day. Because at the end of the day, we are actually all light and love. And it's just about allowing that to come through us. So I guess mm. the labels that I that I put on it <laughs> is um, that energy healer mindset coach. So just um, helping people in this journey of remembering who they are, because all the other stuff is just stories and um and just the the density that we experience and the things that that we do the best that we can to um, keep ourselves safe, you know, whether we put up our walls or, you know, we funnel ourselves into some certain identities. It's like, you know, we can actually shed all of that skin and all of those layers and really just come back to this, um, this oneness with ourself. And that, um, that is just the journey of, of remembering who you are as a soul. So, mm, so true. The words. So oh, I have, I have a question for you, but before that, how did you come to these understandings, Amanda? So I, I definitely, there's been some twists and turns on my yeah, journey. I, sure. I came from a career in law enforcement. I was a probation officer for about six years and I, I had my, um, I had a spiritual awakening while I was in that career. And I just started to I'd always kind of sensed that I was just, there was something untapped that I was, it was like, I was like missing this piece of the puzzle. I'm like, so interesting to see how, you know, people wake up every day and they go to this job for eight hours and maybe they sit in a cubicle under fluorescent lights. And I just, some of the things that like I saw going on, it just like didn't resonate with my soul, but I didn't understand why because of all the, you know, conditionings and things that I had taken on over the years. And so when I had this awakening, I started to ask questions and I started to, um, combination of, of going within and experiencing, you know, whether it be like books and courses. And so it led me to this healing journey, this holistic healing journey. And, um, it's definitely a practice because I, I, it, it, and it hasn't always been perfect. Like it's been very messy at times, but just allowing all of those things that, um, the emotions I had had stored in my body, the stories, the identities and, and, and things that I had subscribed to, um, to just fall away and to just kind of come to this place where it's like, again, that, that remembering of who I was. And I say that is, it's really just like your true essence. Like what, um, what lights you up? Like what, what's a 10 out of 10 for you? Um, and so it's just been <laughs> definitely a process, but yeah, those are some of the things that have kind of, uh, led me to where I am in this moment. And with that in mind, a question that I usually ask is, what drives us or what makes us to open up to do this uncovering work? It could be, I know we use different methods and there are so many different paths that we go through in life. But essentially, what do you think drives us to change and to transform in the sense of finding out who we are? and accessing that soul, the light that you speak of. 
Yeah. I, I feel like it's always this, this innate thing, like within us, like, like our soul knows when we're walking into a job that's not, that doesn't light us up. Our soul knows when we're in a relationship that's not expansive. And so we feel, we feel these things and those emotions and things like that. And I can speak for myself. I feel like what's been a a driving force for me in addition to that is, is love in general. And it's, I, I had noticed it being almost, um, to where it was like external. Like I was looking for a partner and I just knew this beautiful love was, was out there for me. But at, at the end of the day, it was like a reflection of my own remembrance and embodiment of love within myself. And I know it sounds kind of cliche, but coming to this place to where you are just feeling like this oneness with who you are, this it, again, just coming back home and then not having all of the um, other, you know, the, the, the static and the stories. And when those things are coming up, learning, whether it be through different healing modalities or even just meditation and, and just allowing those frequencies and emotions those the density to just like come up and out of you. I think as, um, and myself included for many years, it's like, we were so terrified to feel those things. And it, it may have served us at one point to, you know, tuck those deep within because it, our ego and our unconscious, like, really truly does is their best to keep us safe in those situations. So when we're little children and we're in these traumatic situations or what we even perceive as traumatic, these, um, you know, we aren't able to fully process and digest these energies. And so we store them in the body. And then it's this process when, you know, we can turning pain into wisdom, we can unravel these things and we don't have to keep re-experiencing it because what happens is when we have these frequencies and these memories and they're charged and they're in our energetic field, our body, the pattern keeps replaying over and over and over again. And the, what the universe is doing is showing up in a way through, um, the external, whether it be people, different dynamics, different, um, situations going on, showing up for us to, um, help us see these aspects. It's like, it's like, again, those like, it's almost like the, the mirroring effect that we hear and we talk about. You said something that really caught my attention in so many things, but you said uh, the soul knows something about the knowing coming from the soul. So my question is, what and where is the soul from your perspective? And how do we learn to trust that voice, that place within us that truly knows? Mm. It's a good question. And I, in my very humble opinion, because it's like some of these things we just don't know fully. Yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I, for me, when I drop my energy into my heart and I feel into my heart, I, I feel that I connect so deeply with my soul in that space to where that's where it's like that in combination of, of, cause the body is such an extension of what's going on as well. So our mm-hmm. body is constantly trying to mm-hmm. get our attention right. through whether it be, um, disease, even like imbalances, yeah. skin issues. Like for me, I struggled with, um, with acne growing up and it was like my body's way of being like, hello, trying to, you know, put this right in your face, give you, give you this, you know, get your attention. And so, yeah, to, to circle back and answer your question, I do feel like the, the soul, I do feel like the soul is infinite, but I feel like we can tap into the essence of our higher self, our divine aspects, our I am presence, like, cause we are a unique expression of source of God. And so when we are tapping into that, 
And we all have this unique soul blueprint, a unique soul frequency. So when we're tapping into this energy of, again, what is a 10 out of 10 for us? Like sometimes what we think is like our, you know, our highest isn't necessarily our highest. So it's like, if you didn't have any obligations, if you didn't have any things that you had to do today, like what would be your day? What would that look like? What would that feel like? Would that be, you know, sitting on the beach all day with your toes in the sand with like, you know, your favorite drink? Or would that be spending it with someone, a certain someone? Or, you know, what, what would that be? And, and it's like starting to really allow some of those things to, to come through and, and say yes to ourselves and say yes to our soul. Because I can tell you right now, when I left my career, um, it wasn't, it, it felt like, the most freedom I'd ever felt, but it also, I'm not going to lie. It was scary because you're leaving the paradigm of what we're told and what we're trained and conditioned to, you know, go to college, get the job, get the stable career, get the pension, get the husband, get the house, you know, the kids, the dog, whatever. (laughs) And so when you're, you're stepping out of that paradigm, it can be very scary. It can be very, cause you're dismantling an identity and, and that is the, the destabilization of that is what makes us like go, you know, the unconscious, the ego go, Oh my gosh, like what's happening. And then trying to stop it. But it's like sometimes even just stepping, when you do step back and feel it, just even noticing those voices and those things that come up so that you can still continue to put what, you know, put what is in front of you and what your soul's calling for first. And it just, for me, it's been a very, it's been a very (laughs) humbling experience, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm, I love to hear that. That's interesting when you say that we are, which I do resonate so much, that we are the expression of the source. We can call it God. I call it life itself or um, light or whatever it is. So if we are the expression, unique expressions of that, then everything is it, right, Amanda? There's nothing that it's not. And that's something that is very challenging to understand with the rational mind, that everything is included. There's nothing here that's missing or nothing that can be added in the first place. But it, it feels like, that's interesting, that it's a feeling. So it's a feeling that there is something missing, that there's something that needs to be complete and whole. It's just, for me, it comes as a feeling always. It's just a feeling. It's not real. It, that's kind of interesting when I say that to myself even. It's not real. And then I wonder, what is real? <laughs> right? I ask that right? question all the time. Yeah. And actually, I think that that's, I, I do feel that's a beautiful place to be because that means like, I've had that happen in the last couple months. I've, I've had, um, you know, things have just brought me to my knees as far as like, I'm just like, okay, God, okay. Like, I don't have all the answers. I don't know it all. And I'm willing to like acknowledge that. And it's like, I sometimes like you, you, when you're in that space, you're like, I, I don't even know what's real anymore. I don't Mm, even know what's real anymore because you're not associating to all those, those things that you once associated to. So all the identity structures and the foundations are, are there. If they're not there, then it's like, okay, then what is, and maybe that's all that has to be. (laughs) I know it sounds kind of interesting. I mean, it's, it's just um, an interesting concept and sometimes it's a hard time uh, we have a hard time digesting it because it's, you know, it's so far from what we're, what we're told and what we've been told. But I, I do feel that we are shifting into this beautiful place. And, um, part of what's going on right now with, 
the collective as well as at an individual level is all the, the untruths and all these things that aren't actually in alignment with our heart and soul are coming to the surface for us to take a look at and for us to acknowledge and for us to let go of attachment to, and for us to just allow to just be okay. Like I don't have to take this with me. I can't really take this with me where I because it's not true. It's not the truth. Right. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> uh, beautifully communicated that message, you know, especially when you tapped briefly uh, about the unknown and being comfortable with the uh, impossible, really. Not the, the uncomfortable, but the impossible, which is just uh, not really knowing for sure anything, but trusting life, that life does what it does for a reason, or maybe for no reason. That's even more interesting. If there's no purpose, no reason for this to be happening. So that makes this like even more of a miracle, of a gift. If there's no reason to be happening, but it is happening which amazes me when I try to rationalize with the mind, like what this <laughs> yeah. is. It's impossible to be talking like to you here now. What is this about? What is this, this voice trying to say? What am I listening to and why? And it's just gratitude sets in and arises from these moments. That's why I love these conversations. So you talk about, you write about soul alignment, and this is something that you do, that you help guide others to do. Can you describe what is to live in a space of soul alignment? Yeah. So yeah, conscious creation, soul alignment, it's all just very beautiful concepts. And, and, you know, again, when we, so if we think of like, time is not linear even, and so we can reach into the quant, like the quantum field, which is basically just all possibilities because we do live in a free will reality. So we, I do truly believe like the things that are in your heart and soul that you're just like, Oh, you're just so you desire it. Like whether it be, you know, a family or, um, abundance or a soulmate, whatever it might be. I do truly believe that those things are there for you to experience. Cause I, I mean, we're living in physical bodies to experience these things. And so I do, I do feel that it is part of the reason we came here. So, um, as far as like tapping into the soul alignment, it just goes back to really, um, you're able to, to tune into these aspects of you that are available in the now. Cause if every time is not linear and I know this may sound a little woo woo to some people, but, but we can actually, feel into those energies in the present and we can have a very like that detachment to it because we are we are constantly manifesting whether we are doing it in the unconscious or whether we are doing it in the conscious so it's been an interesting thing for me even um, with some of these things that have come up for me around like presence and being present and kind of still being able to to tune into some of these things and and be a conscious creator because I do still feel it has its place but when we're doing it from a place of neediness or, or lack, that's when it's, um, you know, we're, we're not, we're not able to like flow towards those desires when we have that, when we're doing it from that frequency. So, and it's, and that's where that some of the, the energy work comes in. It's like, okay, well, what's coming up here? Like, what is the resistance? What, um, I, I find part work to be very, very important because what um, I've found is we want that one mono personality running the show, if you will, because that's that um, that 
divine aspect in conjunction with God. So it's like we're co-creating with God, source, universe, life, <laughs> and we are um, creating from this space. And so when we have different traumas and different things that happen in, in our life, and a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it does occur um, in our early years from, you know, birth to, or even in the womb to, you know, around age seven, age eight, it's different for everybody, but just kind of generalizing. And we have, um, let's say, um, like an inner child, the, the, the trauma that, you know, we have all experienced to some degree or another in our childhood. And then we have these different parts that aren't on the same page with our true essence. So, then we have basically these parts kind of breaking off of the main personality. And so when we have, when we do this type of work, we can actually, we can go, we can actually go back to that. Um, like if there was a traumatic event or whatever and do a change history in it. So even just being present with that inner child and giving that inner child, like what either the, you know, adults didn't have the tools to hold space at that time, or, you know, maybe even the child's perception wasn't, it was just all they were able to to do at the time to like keep themselves safe. But now we can look at it from a different conscious perspective and we can release the charge and neutralize it so that we can um, have this remembrance and this, this one main part, again, just flowing towards rather than, you know, let's say that that inner child um, had something, you know, I'll, actually I'll give my own example. So my, my parents divorced when I was about six and there was all kinds of stuff that went on that my perception of everything that went on created this abandonment wound. And so it continued to show up in my romantic relationships. And what I, what I did was, and, and it's all, it's been so many layers. So, you know, if you feel like you've, <laughs> you've healed like certain layers of like, just, mm, yeah. you know, no judge, no judgment and allow, like if there's something else, like just allowing it to come up as it, as it needs to, because sometimes I'm like, Oh gosh, this stuff's never ending. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, it's true. but yeah, just working with that inner child and, um, you know, through different methods and techniques or even just holding space. Oftentimes I've found even just holding space because like, if we have a child that's crying, I think most of us would agree that, we wouldn't say, Hey, I'll deal with you later. or Hey, I'm going to try to fix you. It's like, let me pick you up and give you some love and like, just hold space for you. It's okay. Like, you know, just allowing the process. And so, yeah, just being able to, to move through this stuff and in whatever way is perfect for you. Right. Because there's so many different modalities. There's so many different mentors. Like I just, I'm, I'm very passionate about empowering people to remember their own innate power. So I hold space in the way that the healing is coming from the client's higher self and their own source connection. It's not coming through me. I'm simply a guide and yes, I'm getting information and, and I'm being supportive, but I, I feel it's just very important to, to be very empowering because it's just another way for us to give our power away is through like even healing. We can give our power away. True. Wow. Is that part of the healing method you use called superconscious recode or rapid recode, Amanda? Yeah. So I, I have a handful of different certifications, modalities and things that have even just come through, um, just from my own like meditations and things. Um, so yes, one of the methods I use is, is a, a rapid recode and that deals with, um, rewiring, 
the brain working with the cells, the DNA, just kind of whatever resistance is coming up and working with the person's higher self to basically go and, and tag, if you will, the resistance and the, like the pain points and things and, and treat it so that, so that basically, um, the charge neutralizes. And so, yeah, again, it's a combination of, of things, just depending on where the client is, depending on what's coming up. Like some days, you know, I, I don't plan for sessions because again, it's not, mm, it's yeah. all about what's coming through in the moment and, and what is, what's necessary. Like sometimes it may go into a session and, and it's inner child, um, work that's needed. Sometimes it's like, um, I had a client the other day where it was working with her relationship in her body because her mm. body and her were not operating as a team. And so it's like, well, we can't go anywhere without our body. <laughs> True. <laughs> so it really just depends yeah. on, on what their soul is asking for. And that's where we take it. But yeah. And then just, you know, use tuning into, and, and I really love, um, a lot of my clients who've been with me for a while is working with them in like a co-creative process to where they're starting to use their own intuition mm, because yeah. that's at the end of the day, like that's where I want to, that's where, where I want to take people. <laughs> and that's where I want to remind people that they can do this, this work as well. And that it's, it should be an empowering thing, not to where you're in shambles and you like have to wait a week to get an appointment with <laughs> me. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, um, <laughs> so I, I am very passionate about, um, about that piece as well. And it's just, beautiful to see people step into that. I had, yeah. you know, many clients leave their careers and step into something that's more aligned for them. And so that's one of the things I'm very passionate about is, is kind of like that, you know, what is it that, um, that lights you up? What is it that you're passionate about? And, and I do think there is something for everybody that, you know, you could even monetize <laughs> to be able to, you know, not have to show up every day to a job that, that doesn't light you up. Yeah, it's so true. Thank you so much, Amanda, for doing what you do. I can hear the passion in your voice, the energy. <laughs> it's truly beautiful. I have a question for you. Yeah, intuition, such an interesting topic. I wonder how do we learn to identify the signs when we are operating from intuition? For me, it has been a, a practice, but I wonder why we need to practice for something that's, that seems so natural. It's always there, available. Yeah, I love this question. And the way that I have come to describe it as, as like your intuition muscle. So again, going back to the fact that I'm 31. So for, you know, even prior to like my healing work, let's say even for 25 years, whatever it was, like I was doing the opposite, right? Like yeah. I was reinforcing the opposite. I was mm. trusting everybody else, asking for guidance from everyone else but myself. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And so it's this, again, this process of, of coming back to trusting you because really, you know better for you, what is better, like best for you rather than anybody else, anybody else, like at the end of the day. And so it is really truly about starting to understand your own unique way that you work with your own intuition. So I know that there's like, I mean, for me, I, I, I'm a very, very sensitive. So I can like, I can walk into a room or a store or something and I feel the energy so deeply. And so like I can like meet somebody and I feel like 
emotionally. So I have to be very, I have to be like kind of constantly like making sure I'm not picking up other people's stuff. But some people they hear like, that's like a primary. And, and again, I think we, we have the ability to have all of these things. Um, and some people like they see visions and, and pictures and, and they utilize kind of the, the third eye. Um, and, um, there's just, you know, a variety of ways. Um, some people just know, like they just sense it. Like, I just know this is going to happen. And then it happens. <laughs> so again, it's just really practicing to trust yourself. Um, one technique that has been very helpful for me, it's called muscle testing. Um, and so it's a very, very, easy way to use the body and to start getting familiar with your intuition. You can look it up on YouTube and, um, um, there's one where you can stand up and you can just say, my name is Amanda and your body naturally sways forward when, um, it's, it's a yes response and you can kind of play around with it as far as kind of, so you get comfortable, like, okay, cool. I'm starting to like feel this in my body. And then it gets to the point where there's all kinds of different muscle testing. Like I use typically the ring and ring. So it's like, um, I know you can't see me, but, um, but you, it just, you can do a lot with your hands for the muscle testing to just kind of, cause the body is, is very, um, uh, powerful and giving us that information. So just starting even little things like that. And, um, you can even close your eyes and just ask your body to show you a yes. And for me, like my heart always opens up and I feel this expansion and, and even, you know, oftentimes I think a lot of people can relate when it's like a, no, you kind of feel it in your gut. Like your, you know, your stomach tightens up. So it's just even little things to where you're already using your intuition. It's just, are you consciously aware of it? And are you, are you following your own guidance system? So sometimes it's just, you know, maybe even listening to this and remembering, oh, okay, like maybe I need to start trusting myself. Like it, it could be so simple as you're invited to a party and you're like, gosh, I don't feel like going, but then you're like, talk yourself into going. You're like, okay, yeah, now I know why I didn't feel like it. <laughs> so little things like that. It's just important to really start honoring ourselves first, putting ourselves first, because you cannot give from an, an empty cup. I love that. Um, what a important message and reminder for all of us. The body doesn't lie. And we are already in the realm of intuition, but we are not conscious about it. That's such an interesting thing. So the body is already telling us everything or giving the information, but we are not listening. Most of us are not. <laughs> that is so powerful. So true, Amanda. Yeah, it has been my experience too, to see that. So you also wrote the book, Female Entrepreneurs Playbook, Secret Strategies from 20 Plus Women for Building a Business You Love and Getting Paid for It. Talk to me about the main inspiration and intention of writing this book. Yeah, so it was um, a super exciting. It was my first book that I that I wrote, and it, so it's an anthology. So there's 21 women who all wrote a chapter, and all of us are female entrepreneurs, business owners, and um, we're all have a different, unique thing. So there's any, I mean, I think I'm the only energy healer in the book. So there are like people who do like branding and book coaching and all kinds of stuff. So it's just packed with all kinds of wisdom. But, um, for my part of my writing, I, I of course wrote about soul alignment and, um, conscious creation. So I'm just extremely passionate about because to me, it's not a forced thing, right? Like I, I'm, I think that it's important for people. They're on their own journey and things pop up like when it's time, like wherever you're at right now is actually perfect. It's truly perfect. And so 
And then it just, you know, sometimes obviously we have an inspired action piece. So it's like, are you, do you know that it's time to take a step and, you know, are you maybe a little hesitant, a little scared? There's a difference. And so, yeah, I kind of piggybacking off of what we already talked about as far as like the topics and things that I've already mentioned here is just really um, the soul alignment piece and just getting clear on what it is you are wanting to be an energetic match to and, and um, calling into your life and really just um, allowing like the things that are not for you to fall away. Actually, the other day I, I, I came across this um, writing and it was all around the law of subtraction. Like we actually talk about the law of attraction often, but I was like, wow, that's really powerful actually, because it's all around removing things. Like, like you can say you want to start a business or, you know, manifest a soulmate, but let's say you're energetically holding on to, you know, things that are cluttering your energy space, your energetic space. It's like that, almost like that message that it's like, well, I'm pretending to be ready, but like, there's a part of me that might not be fully ready because I'm still holding on to this thing. So I, I mean, I've heard of people like wanting to manifest um, soulmate love, but they're still holding on to like an old engagement ring from a past partner. And um, one of my friends actually was telling a story of her client. Um, once she sold the ring, it was like, like things just started to happen for her. And it's just so interesting how unconsciously when we um, hold on to things, it could be even like, you know, cleaning out our closet, like thinking about all the things that we hold on to. And we just don't even realize it because we see it every single day but it's like, oh gosh, I have this like sweater from 10 years ago that like I never wear and it's just kind of cluttering up your space. Mm, so yeah. it's just an interesting yeah. concept, but yeah, <laughs> I, I found to it me. to be very powerful. <laughs> yeah. And just kind of, you know, like as we clear out our energy, our, you know, do our healing work, like, okay, clearing out our physical space as well. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting concepts. <laughs> I know. And I love the way you talk about it. it this much clarity in it, passion, clarity. I absolutely love this. It's energetic resonance of trust. That's what I hear when you speak. There's a lot of trust in yourself, which is to me life itself speaking, and everything that's happening. There's, there's so much trust and vulnerability too, because it's almost like they could go together, being vulnerable enough to trust. Oh, I love it. Thank you. So that makes, oh, that makes my heart happy because I just, yeah, I'll be beautiful. completely um, raw here for a second. It was <laughs> a few days ago that one of the things that was coming up for me, it was like, I was actually having um, like, okay, I'm feeling like there's some ways where I don't fully trust the universe. And I just broke down and sobbed for like an hour in the shower, like my arms out. Like I was just like, okay, God, like I, I see this aspect and I'm, I really need help letting it go because I don't, I don't have all the answers. I don't know what to do from here. And so it was like this part of me was cracked open. And I guess that in and of itself expanded the trust. So thank mm. you for saying that. That was, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the embodiment of that. It can be yeah. heard. That's so powerful, isn't it? When we are open, we can hear the voices of what we are looking to hear. <laughs> that, Absolutely. How powerful. So let's see, Amanda, we're almost at the end. And I do have, so your book, I went through the content, the table of contents, and uh, chapter four caught my attention. Everything you need is within you by Kimberly Beer. Yeah. Yeah. There's some beautiful women in this book um, that just 
they just, yeah, I, I, I think, um, at one point I'd have to double check, but we were, um, it was only 99 cents on for like the ebook and we were donating all the proceeds. I, I would have to double check. Don't quote me on this. Cause I don't know if that's still going on, but, but yeah, if that, if that resonates, um, but yeah, no, there's definitely some very, very strong and very feminine too women that are just very open and vulnerable about their stories and their journeys to where they're at here. I love that too. Feminine wisdom or um, actually I kind of connect intuition and feminine wisdom kind of to me, they are one, one thing. Yeah. So for some reason, it seems like intuition is the feminine aspect of energy. If energy has both, that's what I've heard. We have the masculine and, and feminine, but in the end, it's just one thing, right, Amanda? There's no separation really, but it feels like it is separated. That, Like you talk about parts, I have heard about parts work and it really feels like it, but it's not really. But anyway, yeah. so speaking of feminine and intuition, that's something that I'm very attracted to for some reason. I mean, for some reason, I shouldn't say that. I'm in the female body, so that makes sense. <laughs> that, that's, it's biased, actually. So, um, and then chapter eight, empowerment comes from within. So all these messages kind of caught my attention for a reason, because I do believe that everything, it is already here within us. It's not out there. And then I love chapter nine, too, the concept of em embracing the unexpected. And then chapter 12, a business with heart. Uh, of course, I love that idea. Yeah, that's my business partner, Emmy. Uh, so. Emmy, Emmy, her. yeah, Hernandez, <laughs> right. And then you have chapter 13, caught my attention, Brave Enough to Bloom by Elizabeth Hamblenton. Beautiful. And then, of course, your chapter 16, Soul Alignment and Conscious Creation. We have been talking about that topic. Um, so let's see. I have the ending questions for you. Those, um, they are coming up. Before that, would you like to add anything else or read a passage in your book? Yeah. So actually, I, when you were talking about the, um, you had, we're talking about the feminine energy and it was, I didn't want to, um, jump in there, but I was like, oh, I really would love to touch on this. So even like the, so we all have the feminine and masculine energy. So the feminine is the left side of the body. The um, masculine is the right side of the body. And so we actually sometimes, um, at least for me, I can speak to like this because it is about this like union within and coming home. And, and that's why we actually do sometimes feel the separation and division is because it's like, it starts within us. And so because I'll give you an example. So when I was in law enforcement, I was all in my masculine energy. It was very, it was how I stayed safe. And it was actually, this was how I functioned pretty much the majority of my life. And so some of us um, end up kind of in predominantly one energy as far as like more in our feminine or more in our masculine. And so really um, part of like this healing process for me has been this integration of my feminine and my masculine and being able to have that balance within and like in a healthy way to where it's like, you know, when, the, when I have like the, you know, the feminine all around, like the intuition and the flow and the uh, manifestation and the meditation and, and then the masculine, you know, the inspired action and anything um, regarding even just my own personal power and my safety and um, things of that nature and just being able to come to this place of like unity and oneness within. And I've actually found that oftentimes that's why, you know, romantic relationships don't work out is because we have, 
either these, you know, these parts of us that are still wounded or we're, we're predominantly a lot of like women, for example, who are predominantly in their masculine will often attract partners who are in their feminine or they'll attract some, a partner that's in their masculine. And then it's like, you know, a battle of the two. (laughs) So it's just, um, yeah, it's a really powerful um, thing to acknowledge maybe where, you know, for your listeners, like, you know, if you notice yourself like being predominantly in kind of a more like feminine state or a masculine, or is there a balance? Because in order for, I do feel for, for this balance and for even just like this conscious creation piece, it is important to have both, um, in, Mm. in this like harmonious flow. Yeah. Ah, so true. And I keep wondering what it looks like. What will be an example of that, Amanda, to be in this harmonious flow? I love that. Uh, Those two words together. What does it look like? Not having negative thoughts or not having challenges? um, Um, You know, not even necessarily, because I think that as humans, like, you know, for me, it's like we have those voices pop up, those thoughts pop up. And it to me, it's been about not attaching to those things and not not identifying with those things as if they are me and allowing them to run the show. So with like the feminine, let's, let's, I'll give an example of like something that would be kind of like a healthy flow. Like, you know, the feminine, you get this, um, you know, you're doing, let's say you're, you're in like your manifestation, you're feeling into it. And, um, you know, let, let's, we'll use the example of soulmate love. You're, you've energetically felt into it and you have done some healing work and things like that. And, um, let's say you're just, you know, flowing through your day and you get this inspired action ping to go to the certain coffee shop. And before you're, and it feels very expansive. Let's say it feels very expansive. And before your conscious mind or your unconscious or whatever, before any of that of those parts of you can take over and be like, sorry, we don't have time for that. Or we got this or we got that. It's like, no, like step into your masculine and take that inspired action and go to that mm. coffee shop. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so right. it's like, right. it's like listening to the guidance and flowing with life. And like this morning, I, I was, I walked back in from taking my dog for a walk and I just, I just got this like ping to like turn on some music and like dances. I was like making breakfast <laughs> and I was like, normally I wouldn't do it, yeah. but I was like, okay, I, like have time to like mm. talk myself out of it. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> it was actually really fun. My dog is looking at me all funny, but it was really fun. <laughs> I can imagine. I can see that yeah, happening. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That resonates true. So in a way, the feminine, it's very subtle. It's very soft and quiet and it requires listening. And then the masculine will take that information, that wisdom and express that in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to me, is that close to what you uh, yes. been describing? I feel like that's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my yes. ending questions to you, let me see. I'll ask you this one. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself and life as of today? Mm, that I can't I don't get to know the ending of the story and I don't get to control it, (laughs) (laughs) but it's been beautiful as well. Like it's been, it's been one of those ones where it's a practice. Once again, it's not perfect. It's a practice and it's been all around like surrender and then knowing when it's time to take action. So there's another combination of the feminine and surrender and the masculine and inspired action. And, and right now, like it's for me, it's been kind of this place where, I haven't gotten a lot of um, pings to take action. And so it's been very 
it's been a little uncomfortable at times. I'm not going to lie because I'm used to like taking action. And this has been a season for me of almost being in this like little cocoon of like healing and, and still, you know, showing up for my clients, but not necessarily building or creating anything like massive or doing any, taking any big action steps. So I did a lot of that this year though. Like I moved to, I quit my job last year and then I, I moved to a different, um, city and sold my home. So I took a ton of action steps. So it's like, I'm totally willing to do that, but I haven't, it's just been go within, relax, like trust the process <laughs> kind yeah. of a thing lately. So, so yeah, going back to the idea of seasons, right. Of, um, time, it, that's what intuition also the feminine comes to me at is, uh, that rest time, the pause reset. Yeah. We need to be open to that. Let's see two more questions. What do you love most about being in a human body? I I love touch. Like I am such a I especially like even just like friends and like giving hugs and you know things like that. Like I just I'm a big physical touch person. So <laughs> so being in a human body, I would say that's probably at least the first thing that came to mind. So I'm gonna go with it. Touch is just big for me. It's just Yeah, you just get to like share that energy and it's amazing. Mm, yeah, the body does appreciate those things. I mean, yeah. that's why we are here to feel everything. What is another word for healing? What comes to mind? I feel just the word acknowledgement just came up. So because it's with healing, again, we don't have to go digging. We don't have to force it. Like it's like when the urge, like the, even the urge to cry or you feel this emotion coming up, like acknowledgement and allowing that's what comes up for me is just kind of, again, this place of like, okay, like I don't have to stuff it down. I can actually experience this and know that it's not me and allow it to move through me rather than force it back within me. What a wonderful reminder. Another one. Thank you, Amanda. Yes. And my last question is, what are three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body, before they die? Peace, inner peace, like this inner, like I've, again, it's just this, you know, for me, it's like been this practice again, it's been messy, but like I have these moments where I just pause and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I get it now. Like I get it now. Like it feels like so just beautiful. Like, yeah, inner peace for sure. And, and love, like love for me, like I'm, I'm on a, a journey to, again, it's like within and then without. So like this soulmate love that I've just desired since I was little. And, and I know like, it's, it's like, I know it's already done. It's perfect. And so I just feel like, like divine love, really. I, I feel that at the end of the day, I, I think the majority of us, if not all of us truly do want that. And so Yeah. Divine love. And the third thing I would say is like playfulness and fun, because <laughs> yeah. I don't think we came here to experience a bunch of like, <laughs> playing, yeah. you know, like it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. So mm -hmm. again, just yes. like finding those little moments where you can like laugh and play and be playful. And so just having this beautiful balance of all of it. I love that. I mean, I love everything you say, obviously, but What a, another beautiful and necessary, in a way, reminder. It's playfulness. Yeah, we do forget that. We get caught up in the conditionings of life and um, the fear of survival, self-preservation, whatever we call it. And we forget to laugh. That's so true. To play, to just be one with life and let it just do what it does. So true, Amanda. Thank you for this 
other amazing reminder that we all need to hear over and over and over again. Yeah, thank you so much as well. This has been a beautiful conversation. I love it. So before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? The best place to find me is my website. It's just my name, Amanda Monier. And I do, I do have social media. I'm not extremely active on social media, but I do, um, I am, you know, my door is always open. So if you have any questions, if you're going through anything, like there's any way I can, you know, direct you in the right way or be of assistance in any way, like, please feel free to reach out. Um, so yeah, my website or Instagram would probably be the, the second best way to find me, reach me. Wonderful. Thank you so much again, Amanda. And we'll talk soon. Thank you, Valeria. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Amanda Monnier and her work, please visit amandamonnier.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.